I'm very bad at thinking off the cuff, so forgive me, I will be really brief and it will be just, hey, this is my guest today. It's actually quite excited and it might feel like a weird topic, so I thought it kind of needed a little bit of an introduction. If you haven't heard what I'm, was my vision for season four, it came to me when listening to an episode of The Last Bohemians, talking about in Mahav Clint, who is, um, well, was a um, painter and part of a spiritual group in the early 1900s. And she and her female colleagues in that group, they all used psychic, their psychic abilities and sciences and connection to um, outer realm to channel their art. So it was symbolic, but at the same time, a sense of realism because they had a different idea of what reality is. So I kind of want to explore this a little more among the topics in which I am exploring the art, magic and creativity connection this uh, season. So my guest today is Brandy Van, who is a spiritual medium and psychic mentor. Through coaching services, speaking and writing, Brandy helps people discover their unique psychic gifts so they can experience an abundance of peace and find their higher purpose. She knows all too well that people feel alone and confused at the beginning of their psychic ability journey because there's no one or nowhere to really turn to for help. She's determined to get them to start learning their psychic abilities with a mentor and a proven roadmap of where to start. She helps them find how they can help themselves and others and what they were put on earth to do. Brandy has a BA degree in communications and journalism, has taken classes at the Arthur Finlay College of Spiritualism and Psychic Sciences, constantly reads books on spirituality to increase their knowledge in the spiritual realm, worked with a spiritual mentor for several years and uh, has 10 plus years in medical sales and uh, is a volunteer for Project Sunshine and is determined to help people find their passion and higher purpose so they can live their best lives. And I know that that sounds a bit like a cliche that all of us in the spirituality and self-help industry use, but it is my greatest passion. I want to see people thrive and actually enjoy their time on earth. And so I feel like she's a soul sister to me and I'm really, really quite happy that it's finally time for this interview that we recorded our conversation in July. So it's been a while waiting. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, whether you come from one end of the spectrum or the other, please no hard feelings if you want to skip this episode. I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, since who knows about the technology with the Star News. But I'd encourage you to keep um, open mind and some curiosity and actually stick around for the next half an hour. Either way, until next time, keep living in wonder. Welcome to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. I'm Alexis, your new witchy BFF. I'm known as Asteria in witch circles. I'm a photographer by day and start obsessed urban witch by night. Sometimes the opposite, often both at once. And I'm as star obsessed as Natsuki's Shinomiya in Utapri. Or just a warning, 
there would be loads of otaku references. I'm a Capricorn Sun, Scorpio Moon and Scorpio Rising, probably a Lyran Star Seed, a Tarot Lover and all of my lipsticks have a spell on them. I started this podcast to share my passion and the empowerment and self-love that Cosmic Witchcraft brought into my life. Come every Thursday for captivating conversations about life, business and magic that blend the practical with the wool. I bring you all-out history geek solo episodes and amazing guests to explore the ways in which we can bring more enchantment into our lives. Ready to live life limitless? Then let's dive into today's episode. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I pulled a card for us right now and I got the King of Wands, which I think is quite apt for the season we're in, having just getting Leo season coming and um, Venus going retrograde in Leo and there's a lot of fire energy happening. So... Um, oh gosh, I was thinking of something and just kind of like forgot what it is because you're here because you have a really interesting story of how you got from a corporate background to your current position as a spiritual mentor and coach helping psychics finding the higher purpose, which yeah. is awesome, which is a bit of a king position to be in in, in the tarot because it's mastery of the suite for other people rather than internal so i think that's quite a strong pull for now so would you like to tell us about the story since uh, obviously my guests will probably not know it unless you're part of their network already yes definitely thanks so much for having me i so appreciate it um so again my name's brandy van and i'm a spiritual medium and psychic development mentor and yeah like my whole life, it was basically, you know, you go to school, you get your education, you go to college, and then you get like a nine to five job. So that's basically what, you know, my family had, you know, gotten me ready for. And I was really on that course. But as I was like studying, and as I was getting ready for my career, I noticed that, you know, spirits were talking to me, and I was getting messages that I didn't know who they were for, and I didn't know what to do with them. And it all really started, I was actually in university, um, in college, and uh, my grandma had passed away. And when she passed away, we were, like, my family members and I were all around her bed um, as she was taking her last breath. And as she did that, I had this really strong feeling to look above the bed. And, you know, everybody's crying, and they're all looking down at her. And I just couldn't help but not, I couldn't not help but look above the bed. And when I did, I can't even, it's so hard to describe what I saw. It was basically like this kaleidoscope of like the most brilliant, magnificent colors. And it was forming a star and it was like pulsing in and out like a heartbeat would. And I could feel 
that, you know, she was at peace and that her angels had come to get her and that she was just so like comfortable and going to this amazing new place. And it totally changed my view of death in that one moment. Um, And I actually had to leave the room. Like I'm not religious at all. I'm just spiritual. And when I had that moment, it was so powerful that I couldn't even like handle being in the room. And so I had left and my cousins thought I couldn't handle like how sad it was, but it was actually, I'm experiencing this amazing thing going on. I'm feeling her spirit leave her body. I'm seeing her enter the spirit world. And with that, everything changed. It was like, you know, sure, I'll keep studying and I'll keep going to college. I'll get into the corporate world. But it was always in the back of my mind. I clearly have an ability. I clearly have a gift. And I am I was just so like, I just love that whole, like, you know, I would read like uh, mediumship books and I would watch like TV shows with psychics and mediums and the paranormal. And I just always had an interest in it. And it wasn't until one of my girlfriends who I grew up with. And she was like, you know, you always had a gift. You've always had dreams. You have spirits coming to you. Like, why don't you just do that as your career? And I just always thought like, I don't know, it's for other people. It's not for me. Like I'm on this track to go to college and, you know, work in the corporate world. And then she really got me to thinking like, maybe I will try this out. So um, I actually got my own mentor after like years of reading and nothing was really happening. But then once I got my mentor and she was able to like explain things in more depth and give me exercises to like work out my psychic muscle. um, That's when my abilities really skyrocketed. And I was able to, within just a few months, I was a medium and I was able to do readings for people, connect when I wanted, set a boundary to let spirit know when and when they can't talk to me. Uh, It was just amazing. And now I just love it so much. And even though I still do the mediumship readings, which is very, you know, it's comforting, it's peaceful. I'm giving people who are grieving these messages um, of comfort and they're able to talk to their deceased loved ones again. I just never forgot my journey of like, there was no class, there was no, no one to turn to. And so then I was like, you know what, I want to be that person for someone else. And I want to create these light workers that can then go out into the world and help other people. And so that's really where I got to, like where I am today. That's a beautiful thing. So I really like, probably because I can relate to it, when you were saying, when your friend called you out on having this gift and you were like no but that's for other people you find that that's something really common with the clients you have for mentorship that you have to kind of push them a little bit like that yeah a lot of people like they're like I think I have something or I know I have something but they don't realize and just like how I was they don't realize there's certain steps you can take to then really develop it and really thrive Um, Because if you just read about it and you don't actually experience it, you know, you'll never learn it. Like I almost consider it like as though you're going to play an instrument, you know, you can learn notes for the piano all day long. But if you don't have a piano and put your fingers on that piano to play, like you'll never be able to play the piano. And so I, I tell them that same thing. Like, you know, you just no one has ever taught you the notes, you know, quote or unquote, on how to develop them. So, and and some people, some of my clients have more abilities than I do. And I'm like, and they think that they don't have any. And I'm like, you have major abilities, you know? So it's great to see people who like, 
don't think they have anything and other people who have a lot, but don't even think they have something. So everyone's just on different parts of their journey and I can help them like no matter where they are, if they are just feeling lost, like where do I get started? <laughs> so would you mind talking us through what, in a short, easy to understand way, what the gifts would be if someone is interested in finding out whether they have one? Yes, how I can tell. Sure. So um, for listening to the podcast today, if you go to my website, it's brandyvan.com and you can sign up for my newsletter and right away you'll get my free ebook. It's called Discover Your Unique Psychic Ability. And it's basically a quiz and there's like the different types of psychics. You know, you might be a telepath or an empath or an intuitive or a medium or a healer. And it goes through each type of psychic ability and then a quiz to see like, you know, have you experienced deja vu? Or when you walk into a room, do you feel the other person's emotion? So there's questions to see and then you can count them up to say like, I've had the, these most experiences, so I must be this type of psychic. So it's really cool because a lot of people just think they're everyday experiences and they don't realize that some of these things are actually psychic experiences. It's there. Thank you. I'm going to put a link to uh, obviously your website in the show notes if you have a specific landing page. I'm going to make Great. that available as well. That's very cool. Yeah, I know. For me, it's, kind of, it's very fascinating because I kind of feel like, and this is my personal opinion, then, and people can disagree with it. If it's happening, it is part of what nature is like, and it is the world that we have, and that's what reality is. So it may not sound like the kind of post-Newtonian physics type of very materialistic reality, but that doesn't mean that it's not reality. Yeah, so sometimes it feels like you kill a little bit of the magic when you say it's not supernatural. Rather than it's everything that we're just not conscious of all of the dimensions of what reality is. If you think like in nature, you have cats having this amazing sight at night, even just like your pets. It's just a completely different way of looking at the same world. Yeah, I think it's underappreciated just how different yeah. it is. Absolutely. Our society has taught us to, you know, look at research and look at science, um, you know, read books. So they're, they're really, you know, and a lot of skeptics, like, so I love when skeptics come up to me and they tell me this isn't real because the way I describe that to them is like, imagine that two people are on a roller coaster. Like, so one person could be screaming because they absolutely love it and they love the thrill of it. Well, another person could be screaming because they hate it and they're like, get me off of this ride. But by looking at them, you would never know what they're actually subjectively experiencing. So no one can tell me what I'm experiencing or not. And so that's with anything, whether you have a toothache, somebody else has the same toothache, I think it's painful, the other person doesn't think it's painful. You just never know what someone else is experiencing. And so that's how I'm always like, yeah, I know 100% that deceased people come and talk to me because there's no way I would know these things. Um, and, and I know that I'm clairaudient. So I, it is my own voice, but it's not my thought that comes through. And so that's how I know when someone's speaking to me from the spirit world, because I know it's not my thought. And, you know, whether you're a scientist, a skeptic, a believer, no one's going to be able to tell me what, what I'm experiencing or not. Yeah, so you you wouldn't know if your thoughts are your thoughts. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's how it is. Now I 
I'm not very good, so I'll be the first one to go and get your booklet and do the quiz. I think um, I can't remember the one about the clear knowing. Mm-hmm. It's actually just some feeling a little bit, but more than knowing. It's just a lot of stuff that's, that makes absolutely zero sense because I couldn't possibly have learned it unless I just did not realize I was. So it's, yeah. uh, and yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's really just your intuition. You know, the Claire senses are just like our normal senses, our everyday senses, but like, uh, like a superpower or like they're like on steroids. So you're like using your intuition to learn with this, with the senses. So if you're claircognizant, it's that feeling of like, I know something, but I have no idea how I know this. I like that and shit. Yeah. And that's probably what you're having. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fascinating because we, it's like an iceberg. We have the conscious mind. It's so little compared to just how much is going on in our brains. And I think it's a lot of this science we have now just can't explain it. That doesn't mean that there is no explanation. It's that we yeah, don't yeah. have it yet. Yeah. I mean, think of the cell phone. Like 100 years ago or the, the Internet. 100 years ago, <laughs> if someone would have came and said, oh, in the future, we're going to be able to just look up anything we want at all times or talk to people like they would have thought they were crazy. So I feel like we're doing that same thing right now. Like we know what we're experiencing and maybe 100 years from now, they'll be able to figure it yeah. out. Um, but there are some organizations where the scientists are working with mediums to figure out what's going on in our brains when we connect. So I do know that there's several organizations out there right now that the scientists are already working with the mediums, which is like really fascinating and awesome. So maybe they'll find out someday, you know, maybe they'll take my job. <laughs> I'm sure not. They're still like... It's like an AI and now everybody's like, we can replace everybody. You can't replace the emotional side, the physical exactly. presence yeah. of a person being there doing it, even yeah. if you could replicate it in other ways. I think yeah. there's always going to be a market for a person doing it. I hope so. <laughs> okay. I'm so bad at like thinking um, interviews off the ground instead of preparing them too much i like it seeing the um the flow as i think it's part of being in the spiritual space isn't it having the flow going so you, you now you said you're moving towards more of a mentor rather than the readings themselves but you mm-hmm. find when you were doing readings or if your clients are doing readings for specifically connecting with the disease and things uh, how does that connect and hopefully helps people who are grieving and kind of like transitioning? So, so, sorry, this sounds like a confusing question, but speaking of things that our society doesn't know how to handle, that yeah. is one of them. I think we no longer have <clears throat> like a sense of collective marking the passing of people and it's just more for the living than it is for the dead to have a funeral and things. So Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, what I always tell my clients is that, you know, they're still with us. They're just with us in a different way. So they're not with us in this physical body, but they are still with us. 
And a lot of validations will come through because, you know, they might mention a graduation or some sort of like big occasion. And they'll be like, wait a minute, they weren't there for that. That just happened. And I'm like, well, they're validating that they're still in your lives. So it really like to me, I know that consciousness transcends death because I'm able to connect with that consciousness. And so if that consciousness just like just went away when we died, I wouldn't be able to get these messages. So it's really beautiful and amazing. And and I try to get them to see that, you know, of course, you're still going to miss them. You know, they're not in your life in that way anymore. But you can ask them for a sign to know that they're still with you. You can ask them to visit you in your dream, um, you know, and if you went through my program, even you could become a medium and talk to them yourself. But I know now and when someone dies, like I, I just have such a different view of it, like. I haven't cried for the last several funerals because I know I can still talk to that person. So I know that, you know, I'm still going to be able to communicate and they're still going to be in my life. So it's just like a whole, like way different way of looking at things, you know? Yeah. But a lot of times the readings too are full of someone who's feeling a lot of guilt. Like, you know, maybe I should have done more or did I do enough? Or, you know, I didn't get closure. I didn't get to say my goodbye or I wasn't there for them. Um, so it's just a great way for them to be able to, you know, get somewhat of a closure or to be able to say their goodbyes or to know that they're at peace. So that's what a lot of the questions will be when that when I say, like, do you want to ask them a question? That's usually what it, it is around. But any healing I can do. But the worst part is when the reading is over and I have to be like, time's up, like time's up for the human, time's up for the spirit. And they're crying and they don't want it to be over. And it's like, it's very hard for me to end a reading because, you know, they're almost having this new memory with someone and they're not going to, they might not get that again. And so it's very hard to end the reading. That's like my hardest part. Is that like, well, I guess it kind of, for all of the spiritual professions, whether you're doing specific readings or anything, that you have this element of bringing healing to people. And that's mm -hmm. something that you kind of wish you could just give freely. It's not just yeah. in terms of kind of like a monetary exchange, it's also kind of like the energetic exchange. You're not there that you can be 24-7 with one person. Yeah. You, can, you have to. Yeah. Kind of like put that boundary. It must be difficult. Yeah, definitely you have to have the boundary for sure, because if not, so when you're a medium or a psychic, you are like to, to a spirit, you come up as a big, bright white light. They see this big white light around you. And so they're curious and they want to come toward that white light because they are like, wait a minute, can she hear me? Can she talk to me? Um, so if you don't have a boundary up, I mean, they'll be coming toward that white light all day. So you got to make sure that they know, okay, like I'm going to you know, dinner with my friend later, like, you can't talk to me then. So they just said that, you know, because if they were bombarding me all day, like, I wouldn't be able to live in, like, our reality, you know, I'd be like, just constantly talking to dead people, which like, then I would be missing out on my human life, you know, plugged in. Yeah, been <laughs> getting charged. So if you don't mind, so what does the, a day as a medium looks like? How do you balance? It's, yeah. it's literally like any other person. Like, you know, <laughs> by looking at me, no one ever knows I'm a medium if I didn't tell them. Um, I go about my day. Everything's the same except for when I'm about to do a reading. And so about maybe 20 minutes before I see the, the sitter, the person that I'm reading, I'll do a meditation. You know, I invite the spirit to come in to talk to me. I do some automatic writing 
which is when you just like let your mind completely be like uh, clear of thought and you just start writing whatever spirit wants you to write. So unless I'm actually the 20 minutes before the reading and then maybe 10 minutes after the reading to cleanse my energy, protect my energy, restore it. The rest of the day is the same. You know, I'm cleaning, I'm working, I'm hanging out with my husband and my dog. Like everything else is the same. <laughs> is your husband also a spiritual person? Or you're in no. one of those <laughs> No, he's somehow still a skeptic, even though I'll tell him things that he's like, wow, how on earth would you know that? And then he's like, oh, and then he like tries to rationalize it somehow, you know? But when you're psychic, you're... um when you become so strong that other people around you start to experience things too. So like I'll meditate and I'll be able to like manipulate the energy of like the lighting or the ceiling fan, the energy in the room. So like he'll come home and I won't even be in that room and the ceiling fan will be going all crazy on. And he's like, did you turn the fan on? And I'm like, I did not. And then he's like, no, your friends were here. <laughs> you know, my spiritual friends. And so they, there's definitely, you know, it kind of rubs off on him because I'm such a strong, you know, uh, psychic. But yeah, but he's still somehow, I don't know. I don't know what he thinks. <laughs> oh, someone needs to do a podcast with the spouses. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been an interesting one. So you earlier were talking about um, having visits in dreams. And I picked up on that because one of the things that we kind of gone back and forth in, over the seasons is using dreams in your magic so is is that how how you go about it like asking is this a literally obviously I, I was raised catholic which is makes it easy to kind of understand that you're just talking and someone mm -hmm. would be there listening to you because you obviously yeah. have the saints having that kind of psychic connection in just in a different context so is, is it that if you wanted to have in the dreams yeah so um the best way if you want to have a dream of your spirit guide or a deceased loved one is to set your intention before you go to bed so right before you go to bed and you're like half asleep but you're not all the way asleep yet that's called the hypnagogic state so that's when your consciousness is like not just asleep yet but you're also not very awake And that's when you're like falling asleep, your head's already on your pillow, and you just want to keep setting that intention. And it could be something as simple as like, you know, I set my intention to meet my grandma tonight, or I set my intention to meet my spirit guide tonight. I invite them to come in, or I give them permission. And you want to do that until you fall asleep. And it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you might need to try it every night for a few weeks for it to work. Um, but eventually, you know, you will be able to, to get the dream. But the next step in it is to then remember your dream because a lot of people <laughs> might dream it and then forget it. So as soon as you wake up in the middle of the night, if you remember it, I always recommend having like a notebook or a journal next to your bed so you can hurry up and write it down. Or when you wake up in the morning, hurry up and write it down. But it's not just, you know, setting the intention and then remembering. It's then figuring out what the message was. So, you know, did they give you a message that you're you're on the right path or that they you know, maybe you're not on the right path and they're trying to give you advice. Um, but you'll know it's a dream from a deceased loved one because when you wake up in the morning and you remember it, but then let's say the next day you already like forget the details and then the next week you kind of remember it and it's fading. That was just your dreaming of someone. But if they actually visit you, you'll remember that 
every detail for like the next, basically the rest of your life, like you've created a new memory. And that's how you know that they visited you from the spirit world in your dream, because you'll remember every detail and be able to tell that story over and over again as though you had a new memory. So that's a great way to differentiate. Did I dream of them or did they actually visit me? Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it brings back on the idea of lucid dreaming and visiting the astral plane and things. Uh, I tried a couple of times. I haven't done it a lot when I haven't done it recently. But lucid dreaming is definitely different. Um, So if you wanted to lucid dream, a really, not an easy way, but a way to set your intention um, is during the day, you want to trick your consciousness. So you want to say like maybe 10 times a day or like on every hour, I'm awake right now. I'm awake right now. So that your, your conscious mind recognizes when you're awake. Then before you go to bed, when you're in that hypnagogic state with your head on your pillow, you want to set the intention of I'm going to have a lucid dream tonight. And then the the goal is that you've tricked your consciousness. So now when you're dreaming, now you recognize I'm dreaming right now. And so that's lucid dreaming is when you recognize that you're in a dream, you know, because maybe something crazy is happening. There's a purple bird flying across and you're jumping on the purple bird. Something that's so outrageous that, you know, you're not, I'm not awake, right? You know, I'm not living right now. I'm, I'm in a dream state. Um, and then once you're in the lucid dream, you get really excited and then you usually wake up. So you also want to stay calm so that you can stay in the lucid dream, but then you can change the dreamscape and you can literally tell yourself like, I want to go up to the sky and fly or, you know, I want to go to Italy or whatever it might be. And I love whenever I have lucid dreams because it's just like, you could just create your own fantasy and you're living it and you're creating it. And it's, it's awesome. But it does take a lot of practice. And, you know, it's like a, it's a whole study of like how to do it. But it's awesome. Yeah, it's sort of, I guess for me, as we were talking about the idea of the consciousness being something beyond the physical. And yeah. it sounds really obvious said like that. But a lot of people don't really believe that consciousness is actually there or the very least, not in a universal sense. I think it's a bit difficult to argue when you have the brain and you have the mind just no conscious that's not good on that otherwise yeah. be here for the entire evening discussing <laughs> philosophy and i think like you know we have a choice like if i wasn't a medium um and i didn't know but you know even a skeptic has a choice you have a choice of believing in once i die it goes black and nothing happens or i go to this amazing world where i see all my you know, old friends and family, and I never have like hardships and sufferings. I just don't get why someone would want to choose to believe that nothing happens and everything goes black and that's it. Like, why not choose the most amazing thing that could happen? <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, if you're dead and that's what happens, you're never gonna know that you're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, that's what yeah. that, that there is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yes, I. I think I kind of like don't really have an opinion on whether we have past lives and uh, or whether that's kind of like we go somewhere else, like an afterlife kind of thing. So that's where yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, I, I find it fascinating about and, um, the idea of the past lives and, and things. Yeah, I had a past life regression therapy once. And for people who don't know, that's a session where it's almost like you're being hypnotized. It was four hours long. And yeah, it was, uh, it was intense and it wasn't so much that my past life was traumatizing. Like 
you know, of course, there's always traumas and you're learning from like what you learned from that last life that goes into this life and how you can learn into your next life. That didn't traumatize me. What traumatized me was I was on my couch for four hours, but yet I went to the past and then I went to the spirit world and then I came back and woke up. And when I woke up, I was like, where did I just go? My, I, my spirit just went to all these other different places. And now I'm back in my physical body. And I was, um, I was like stretching and I was uncomfortable because I was back in my body and it was like this uncomfortable place to be. And that like traumatized me for weeks. (laughs) I couldn't tell anyone about what happened. Like, you know, other people love it. They'll do it over and over again, but I will never do it again because it was just like ha- having my soul leave my body and then come back was it was too much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, getting almost to the half an hour mark is such a lovely conversation. I'm loving. I mean, really great time. I was wondering, are there any final thoughts if you want to start getting into a direction of? closing down soon um I you just have so that... many amazing things i could keep you an entire afternoon and that's how i am i'm like i could talk about it all day <laughs> um i just really want to encourage people like if you think that you are you know if you are experiencing this and if you do think that you have abilities you know definitely get my ebook um definitely maybe do a discovery call with me because I can go over those experiences with you and see if you're a right fit for the program but it's just a complete lifestyle change whenever you can figure out like you know you have a higher purpose and you're connected and your your purpose here is more than just to go to work every day and come home you know like you just have this much more meaning and I almost feel like I have a responsibility to help other people because if you have this gift, like why wouldn't you want to help other people? And I really love your podcast and I just want to recommend that everyone keeps listening. You know, you're doing a great thing here. You're opening minds and, you know, just trust, trust and believe in that faith and keep listening so that, you know, I hope your audience grows and everyone learns something every time they listen. Thank you. I was going to launch that since um, this is going to be in season four and that's going to be, I'm looking at creativity and art and magic and all the intersection and things. And just making a point, this, when we talk about an higher purpose, it doesn't have to be that you're going to use those skills specifically to do like the more traditional side of mediumship. So um, I'm sure if you're any familiar because that's such minor, um, uh, Hilda has um, Ilma, I can't even remember uh claimed and uh, she was a um, medium psychic and a painter in the early 1900s in sweden there was like a collective of women who were artists and spiritualists at the same time and that's they awesome. used channeling for for their paintings yeah and that's, that's awesome. the inspiration behind what the the topic of season four is gonna wow. be by the time this comes out <laughs> it's gonna already have been but that's how it came so that's wow. why that was such a perfect fit that's I mean, awesome you, you talk to us about all the psychic gifts and everything yeah so as you said your book on your website so i'm gonna yep. just put all the notes if you're on social media if you join the crazy <laughs> threads <laughs> nowadays everybody's on it i'm on it i absolutely never using instagram but threads <laughs> start three seconds after it launched <laughs> but yeah 
So for everything is going to be in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming to talk to me. Yes, I so appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It was so much fun. You're most welcome if you ever want to come back and talk some more. (laughs) Yes, I definitely will. Thank you for listening to the Starry Sky and Witchy Things podcast. A huge thank you to Jenna Sword at Jenna S O A R D on Instagram for the cover art and Papa Planet for the music. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to be notified when a new one comes out, please subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you really love it, leave a five-star rating and review, which will help me be found by more people who will enjoy it too. Also, feel free to share it on social media and with anyone you think should give it a shot. You can send your questions and comments to my email starryskypodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at starryskypodcast. And you can also subscribe to my monthly newsletter at witchymusings.substack.com where I share reflections and tips about the astrological seasons. Until next time!